Welcome to the second viewing of Love Wins Every Time. I'm Dan. I'm Kyle. Shaka bra. Today on the cast, we've got a, something very exciting for you. Uh, tenacious fucking D. In the pick of destiny. So, I mean, this movie's pretty important to us. It's turning 10 years old this year, so I thought it'd be a great choice for me and Dan to talk about it on the cast here free this week. Man, Daniel, how did you get into this movie? Like, we watched this around the same time for sure, back in elementary school. This is this is an old one for us. Mm-hmm. I think for most people, it's usually it it's, it seems to have started with the music, and that's why people uh, sort of love the film. But for us, it was a little different. Uh, we ended up seeing the film first. We heard it was coming out in theaters, saw the trailer, thought it looked awesome, right? And uh, we went and saw it. Yeah, well, I mean, they're Multiple times. They're actually. like record. The first record kind of came out with their TV show. Number of years before, and like we were pretty young when that came out, honestly. Right. So even if we were watching it, like it just kind of wasn't even on our, on our radar, you know. Yeah. We, we were watching did, like we did end up going back and watching some of the episodes, though. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Dude, we were we were way too diehard fans after we saw that movie. Actually, I kind of have a cool story about what the first time I ever saw this film. Um, in our hometown, they uh, back in the day, the newspaper would do a contest every Thursday. You could call in around three thirty and potentially win free uh, pre-screening tickets to a movie that week. So I would often call in and try and get tickets. And one week it was Tasha's D. I didn't know what it was, but I was like... Right, I forgot about that. Just yeah. trying to get some free tickets, free movie passes. I would check out random stuff from that. From that, um, Yeah, so got Tasha's D. Me and my sister went. And like I like was in love. I like My mind was blown. I thought this was the funniest movie I've ever heard in my entire life. You brought something up the yeah. other day that I think is, is, is pretty true. Is that our humor was pretty much developed from this movie and, uh, and super, super bad. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, for better or for worse, but, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is like a kind of a, you know, a bit of a stoner comedy for sure. But, uh, I think we were also talking that if you're a fan of Tenacious D, you're definitely kind of, or not even a fan, but if you respond positively to Tenacious D, you're going to really like this movie. Yeah. If you don't like the music, you don't really find uh jack black or kyle gas that funny it might not be for you actually it probably won't be for you honestly at all really yeah 100 percent. this this movie is based around that uh that sense of humor and uh yeah well let's talk about uh, some of those characters like we obviously know jack black and kyle gas are the main characters and that's who this movie focuses around but let's talk about maybe some cameos there's a lot of great cameos that happen in this film like for example dio shows up pretty close to the beginning of the movie um we've also got the guy kyle do you remember his name he's from um Portlandia. Oh, Fred Armisen. Yeah. 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 Fred Armisen is a pretty hilarious uh, security guard in this film. Fred Armisen also has a cool music connect- connection. He was in the hardcore band Trenchmouth in the 90s. Right. Kind of after that, he went into comedy and whatnot, you know, the rest is history sort of for that. You get a lot of cool cameos too. Amy Poehler's in here. Yeah. Um, uh, Tim Robbins from uh, Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, IMBD. Yeah, I guess he has a bit of a punk rock background or he's just a fan of the music kind of thing. Um who, who Amy Adams? Yeah, Amy Adams as gorgeous woman. Yeah, there you go. It's a, it's a, you know, that's good. Jason Segel is frat boy number one. Didn't even notice. Wow, that. no idea. Yeah, so that's fun. Yeah, you got, you know, you got Ronnie James Dio. That's probably the, one of the bigger ones for sure. Like you were saying at the beginning. Yep. And then at the end, you got you know Dave Grohl as the devil. Right. Dave Grohl was also uh, started as the devil in their music video for Tribute before this movie was right. made. So Apparently, yeah, he had a little bit of influence over the album as far as those songs, those songs are concerned, too. So, well, this cool. movie, this movie kind of works the same way that the show did in the way that the soundtrack is just essentially songs about what happens in the movie. Kind of tells the entire story of the movie, really. Yeah. And the sound, their first album, like most of the songs did as well. They were about like episodes. They were mm-hmm. about like skits that happened in the episode or like events that took place in the episode. 
Yeah. Or they were just about the band, pretty much. Like tribute, I guess. Uh, Killboss of Sausage. Killboss of Sausage, yeah. yeah. That's a good jam. Anyways, um, one of the things we also should talk about maybe is... Uh, what's, the, what's this movie about, Kyle? Well, you know, you got good old Jack Black. He grows up in a small town. His name is JB. In this... Jables? JB? Whatever you want to call him. In this film, he grows up in a town... Or a household, I should say, where he's unable to rock. His dad does not want him to rock. And his dad is also played by Meatloaf. Right. Which is pretty cool. And I was reading an article about, uh, I guess, you know, Jack Black or uh, New Line Cinema. I'm pretty sure you put this film out. Was going to, you know, approach Meatloaf about being in the film. He was kind of like, wasn't you sure who this Jack Black fellow was or like what it was about or if it was even like that legit. But then his daughters apparently were like, no, 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 this guy's the real deal. You got to get in on this. This is going to be hilarious. And sure enough, you know, ends up being an amazing part. There's some really funny parts, um, especially when <laughs> Jack Black is... Uh, performing, practicing uh, for, you know, some sold-out tours for the Kyle Gas Project. Yeah. He gets nervous and has some flashbacks of his father, like, throwing some shade at him, and it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, like, like, so, essentially, he's not allowed to rock in his household, so he wants to go off to Hollywood, because Ronnie James deal tells him to go to Hollywood, the naturally. The Fallen, Fallen Angels, yeah. And that's where he finds Kyle Gas, mm-hmm. who is doing his own solo thing, working on his solo album, you know. But turns out, project. turns out he's just another, you know, kind of down as like musician who wants to make it big, I guess, or even yeah. not even make it big, just kind of be recognized for being a musician and like doing what he loves. Right. Exactly. Yeah. He's just sort of squeezing by playing on the, uh, like a street performer kind of thing. But how do they, how do they, uh, you know, what's their claim to fame? How do they want to get, how do they want to have that power? How do they want to, you know, become yeah. the best musicians? What well, is it, Dan? They stumbled across um, a great secret that is all of the best bands in history, all the best rock bands in history, all use the same pick. And they found that apparently it is the Devil's Tooth, and it's called the Pick of Destiny. Ah. So they end up going to, where is it, Sacramento, I believe, to go to the Rock and uh, Roll Music Hall of Fame and break in and steal the pick. And uh, yeah, that's sort of that, that. That's the main plot point of the movie. That's the entire thing of the movie. Essentially, yeah. this movie is it's pretty silly. It's pretty goofy. It doesn't take itself seriously one bit. We got some goofs. We got some gaffs. Yeah, there's a lot of goofs. There's gaffsters for sure. There's Chris and Prank Invasion. There's a lot of good stuff going on here. I think. Shout out to my boy Chris from Prank Invasion. Shaka bra, real quick. Shaka bra. I don't know. I kind of took like because like that's pretty much what happens in this movie. They try to get the pick of destiny. They end up breaking into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, getting the pick of destiny. And they confront are confronted with the devil, right? Yeah. The devil comes in and says, "You know what? I'm taking my tooth back." And they have a rock off to see, you know, who's going to pay the rent. One of the most, uh, yeah, that's probably one of the most memorable scenes of the movie, and and, and kind of one of the best. Oh, definitely, movie, sure. I would say for sure. I like that scene. Yeah, that. I mean, it kind of. I feel like that's probably the most iconic scene too. If yeah. You see that scene roll up on the internet every now and then. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of, it kind of pops up here and there. Um, yeah. So then Dave Grohl, you know, is. is plays the devil and they have a rock off to see essentially if they'll pay the rent and or the devil gets to take Kyle Gass down to hell and mm-hmm. be his little minch. And uh, what they have this interesting way of breaking up the film, which is kind of cool, is they'll show a tarot card right. depicting sort of what's going on. So for example, when Kyle Gass is training JB in his infinite rock and amazing ways, <laughs> um, there's sort of a little breakup. There's a scene, yeah. a tarot card flips over, and it's uh, J- yeah, it's it's it says the training. So they're kind of it's kind of almost broken up into chapters that way. It's kind of a nice break from the scenes. Yeah, I think that's you know? cool too. Um, I guess it probably works well in terms of their shooting style because the guy who directed this also directed the TV series they were in. So I mean, if you look at it that way, it's broken up into four like long episodes, right? right. They connect together. 
Yeah. Um, I think I think it's pretty fun. I think it makes you know the story kind of work well because the first half kind of just focuses on the two characters like their the relationship. relationship. Yeah. yeah. And then afterwards, it's like you know just them being the band, being them tenacious D. Yeah. And they have like some funny little like uh, you know the origins of tenacious D. They happen to have birthmarks on their ass. Half of it says right. Tanakh, the other one says Eosius D. Yeah, that's kind of an important part that we should talk a little bit more about. Uh, after JB and Kyle Gass get into the, this big fight over the fact that Kyle Gass was lying to him about a few things. Um, but uh, Kyle Gass pulls out this guitar that he spent the rent money on for for uh, JB. And uh, then JB says, all right, fine, we're going to work together. We're going to pay the rent with our rock. And we're calling the band Tanakh. <laughs> And it's because that's his we half used to always of the call, We used to always call him Tanakh for a while. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah we shortened it up. We call him Tanakh for sure. Tanakh, definitely, yeah. And then they end up, in the Calgas ends up having the rest of Yosha's D. Yeah. Tenacious D. Yeah. Which stands for Tenacious Defense, apparently. I guess they were watching a college basketball game, and some newscaster kept saying, oh, you got some Tenacious D going on there. And that was pretty <laughs> funny, which is pretty funny. These guys are just like, they don't take themselves seriously at all. I think that's like what is kind of charming about this movie. Like, it's goofy. But there's some really good lines, and there's yeah. some there's some really funny lines in this movie. Oh, and the songs are incredible. I mean, long ass fucking time ago in a town called Kickapoo. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Like, <laughs> I think I think that's another thing. I guess we were talking last week about you know the music which we had at Compton, but like it's that's more of a direct like portrayal of those characters. Yeah, but in this movie, it's just it's a musical, right? This film is a musical. It has a soundtrack that you know is meant to fit with the. Yeah. The dialogue of the movie, pretty much. Yeah, exactly, and it's it's comical. It's all comical. Like Straight Outta Compton is, uh, is is totally different that way. I mean, that that music was feeling a movement, whereas this is just some good old classic Sterner comedy. A little bit of rock, a little bit of rock, a little bit of cock push-ups, you cock know. push-ups and a power slide. So that being said, like, what's what's your favorite jam off the soundtrack? Ooh, that's a tough one. I'm a huge fan of um, History. Oh, I really like great History. Jam. But I gotta say, Master Exploder. Master Exploder, or oh, the Rock Off of the Devil is also super good. I can't remember the name. Beelzebub. Of the song. Beelzebub. Yeah. yeah, great stuff. Mine's gotta be honestly, it's Kickapoo. Kickapoo. Always yeah. my favorite. That movie opens up with that. It's a hilarious scene. They get a great uh, child actor to play young Jack Black, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's he's so perfect. Funny. He's yeah. so he's so energetic and charismatic. It's it's awesome. Yeah, he plays him perfectly for sure. Um, we're gonna. I think we're probably gonna structure this cast a little bit different because there's not much plot to this movie. Yeah, truly. I and mean, I think we kind of want to just maybe talk about like how much fun we've had with this movie for years and years. Mm-hmm. We revisit this movie at least every like two years for sure. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we seen this movie now? Together we've seen this movie. Like, at least like 30 times, honestly. Yeah. At least. I think I saw this movie three times in theaters, if I do recall. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it, I saw it a couple times in theaters too. And um, that was definitely the one we would like do the, you know, buy a ticket to Happy Feet, walk into Tenacious D because we <laughs> definitely were not old enough to watch Tenacious D at the time. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, like you were saying, this movie came out 10 years ago, so... Yeah, no, that's and that's crazy to think, honestly, just yeah. based. Yeah, you know, it's a time flies for sure, and uh, I think that kind of says something of like the era this movie came out in. You know, I think this kind of like Brandon Stoner comedy was pretty prevalent, mm-hmm. and it just a few years later we start to see kind of maybe like a different brand of that, like you know your knocked ups and your, your Pineapple Express, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, this was sort of staying true to that Tim and Eric sort of yeah. vibe. That like you know the buddy even like a Chichen Chong but yeah different era you know exactly this was more rock focused whereas those movies were way more weed focused on yeah stuff like that and this movie was an ode to like just music history I guess or like rock history there's so many things about you know like um, ACDC and cute cool little like uh, 
you know, tidbits and Easter eggs that are kind of all over this film. You yeah. like, honestly, you could, every time you watch this, you'll find something new. That's like, ah, that's funny. That's, yeah. that's kind of cool. I love the Photoshop job they do of every uh, guitar player, like on Rolling Stone or different uh, magazine covers where they just like fit in the pick of destiny. Yeah. Cause it just so happens that that great guitar player had the pick of destiny at that time. Yeah. That's hilarious. I like uh, Ben Stiller's appearance in this movie. We didn't even oh, talk yeah. about that. Ben, ben Stiller shows amazing. up and he's, this sort of really curious rock and roller that's sort of working a very what feels like a safe job for his character, right? Because yeah. it's kind of he kind of describes himself as if he's been through some shit, seen some shit. He moved to Rome. And he he learned Latin. Rome, moved to Rome, learned Latin, met a guy named what is his name Picadello or something Picadello, like that. Yeah. He learns all about the origins of the pick of destiny. Spends six years translating uh, this ancient document from Latin to English. De- telling the story of the origins of the pick and how it was the devil's tooth and all that kind of stuff. Now, then it became, you know, a magical item and yeah. gave every, anyone who used it the power to shred, like, nobody's business. Yeah. You know what I never noticed in this movie, actually, in other uh, views, was when Ben Stiller is directing them to the back room where he's about to talk to them, he says, this way, and he points in a direction, but he does the bullhorns as he does it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of oh, nice yeah, touch. there's so many things yeah. like that. Um, one scene that I think is really strange but hilarious is um, right after uh, uh, Jack Black sees Kyle Gass and kind of gets like blown off by him, he like ends up sleeping on a park bench because he has nowhere to stay for the night. He just made it to Los Angeles. Yeah. And then this random like <laughs> Clockwork Orange esque gang comes up and starts calling him a little baby and like is kicking the shit out of him. Yeah. Stuff. It makes no sense. They just beat him up. It does, you're right. It makes zero sense. And like clear. that's what's funny is like I watched this film when I was so young. I, I had never seen a Clockwork Orange. I'd probably heard of the title, you know, yeah. or heard of Kubrick, but I hadn't actually watched it. And later when I did watch it, I was like, wow, Tenacious D is a weird movie. Yeah. Like, why is that in there? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it kind of still doesn't really it make sense. It doesn't make any sense yeah. at all, yeah. yeah. This movie's pretty, like, it, it, I think, like, now, it's, it's now that a, you brought it up with, like, the chapters, I think I, I, I'm starting to view this movie in more of, like, a skit kind of, like, variety. Yeah, exactly. Because there's even, like, a, you know, a road trip kind of, like, vibe that happens. Yeah. Or you have a car chase, like. To me, this movie is just—it's very aware of what it is. It knows it's a stoner comedy, so it's just trying to like check off every criteria. There it is. Yeah. But like putting in the own like tenacious D flavor it's, every step of yeah, exactly. every, every like, step of the way. It's kind of all over the place a little bit, but in sort of the perfect way. Yeah, you know, it doesn't and I mean, take it too far. No, not at all. And some of the some of the jokes don't always land as well as others, but overall, I think it's like pretty funny. Yeah, I mean the yeah. music the music itself is awesome and hilarious. Totally. It's, not only is, yeah. is are the catchy tunes that I jam out to on the way to work sometimes, oh, yeah. but um, they're also hilarious and reinforced with the visuals. It makes it that much better. I think I think the soundtrack definitely is maybe the strongest part of this film because yeah. any any time there is a even when they're pl- a couple like live shows sort of like uh, scenes they play. Yeah. Uh, the opening scene for sure, Kickapoo, like all of those definitely are translated very well. Partially because, like we said, the songs are like dialogue for the movie. They they right. prolong the narrative. Yeah, and that's really fun, and it, it makes it makes a really entertaining experience. I think there are there are other scenes that are pretty weak, but like like the diner scene, things like that. Yeah, the diner uh, scene's a little bit weird. Like, and honestly, the car chase scene apparently wasn't done that well. There's a lot of things missing, and it's yeah. stickers appearing, disappearing, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, this movie was a box office like bomb. It was made for thirteen million, or sorry, made for twenty million, only made thirteen. They lost seven mil off it. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, no. so it's like, I mean, in history, this is like it's kind of maybe getting a cult following now, or especially amongst Tenacious D fans. I mean, Tenacious D has still put out records since since uh, the Pick of Destiny, and right. they're touring all over the place still, you know. Yeah. They're well known for sure. Well, they have a cult following. 
We should talk about, like, I was looking this up the other day and I posted a little uh, blurb about it on our Instagram and I was talking about how how Kyle and, uh, and, and, and JB actually met Jack Black. They met in some festival in Ireland, I think it was. Right, right. Just randomly at some massive rock and roll festival or some arts festival. And I think that's hilarious because you see both of them are in the entertainment business. Like, I mean, Kyle Gass has been in other films. He has a great scene in Elf. Yeah. I, or a great like role in Elf, I should say. And yeah, and Jack Black. Jack Black is such an interesting character, an interesting actor. Like coming up from like the early to late nineties, kind of was just doing every role he could, and then kind of became typecasted into a certain like niche. Yeah, exactly. And then I don't know what it has like this band has this like comedy yeah. duo band that he's actually a pretty good singer in. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> it yeah. is really awesome. It's, he just he's a jack of all trades in a really cool way. He's even done an animated movie. Like he was a voice right. actor for um, what was it, Shark Tales? Is that what it's Jack called? Black? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're thinking of Kung Fu Panda, bro. Oh, no. Jack Black was also in a movie with a fish. Fuck. Shark Tales? Are we talking Shark Tales right now? I think it's Shark Smith? Tales. Yeah. I think Jack Black's in it. Jack pretty Black sure. is in Shark Tales. <laughs> okay, right now? I'm going to quick fact I'm check. I'm going to do a little fact check This is a this. live fact check on the cast. And I think overall... Well, Jack, Jack Black is in Shark Tales. Jack Black is, is in Shark Tales. Is he the comic relief in Shark Tales with Will Smith? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he what is. is Will Smith? I don't know why you have to establish that, but it's hilarious. I yeah, th- I knew he was in that movie, man. Wow. Honestly, oh, he's the, sh- he is, he's the shark. It's yeah. his tail. That's pretty cool. I mean, I, yeah. he, he has been doing, uh, I guess, a lot of voice acting for sure. I guess I most right. only know him for Confu Panda. Yeah, most recently he's been doing lots of voice There's acting. There's like three of them I just learned. Yeah. Well, we haven't even seen the second, but that's going to be worth a watch for sure yeah the third just came out apparently they're actually really good though yeah they get really really good reviews i don't really know yeah well, well we like the forgot first about shark tale so. shark tale's a funny one because they just kind of were going off some fighting demo like buzz yeah exactly <laughs> shark tale out of nowhere That's but anyways back to tension the pick of destiny i think yeah well we're talking about jack black you know he's 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 done a oh he's a yeah. vast array of things and it's and kind of cool to see him do something that he was really interested obviously interested in like you can just right. tell that he had a lot of fun with this movie and I think it's funny to see like him do so many different kinds of roles, but yet Tenacious D still feels kind of like out of left field. It's like, what is he in? I never knew he was in this band. What is this? Yeah, exactly. But it is, it's, it's like the role he's meant to play. To me, it just feels like that's maybe not his actual personality, but like um, an enlarged version yeah, of his personality. Like really like, exactly. an extreme version of his like real life personality. Right. I it's definitely a get that version vibe. of his sense of humor for sure. Yeah. Same yeah. with Kyle Gass, I would say, to an extent. I yeah. really don't. You don't really see him much, but... You can you can just really tell that they're having fun the whole time. I mean, oh, definitely. Yeah. Like, you can tell this is a movie they just wanted to make together. Like, could you imagine, like, you and your best friend just being able to, like, make a film, just hang out, and, like, go to Los <laughs> Angeles and, like, see like, all your, your, like, rock idols and, yeah. like, make a kick-ass, like, musical about it? Like, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. You know what's funny is I never really thought of this movie as a musical before, but it is. I just... Oh, totally. Like, yeah. I don't know why. It's like, you know when you go to, in the movie theater to watch a musical, like, Rent? <laughs> yeah i definitely know that you know you're getting yourself into a musical and you almost have a different vibe or different way of going about the movie or you kind of view it in a different way yeah yeah i really viewed this as a movie with the added bonus totally. of having songs in it it didn't feel I would like agree a with musical that 100%. To me. and i think it's strange that I, we kind of always had that mentality because we listened to the soundtrack so much yeah you'd think we'd put two and two together that way <laughs> but no you're right it we is a musical in every sense of the word and i think the the soundtrack's awesome. Like that's, it's one of the best things the movie has going for it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we would we would listen to this all the time. Like yeah, back we've in, since bought the album over. Oh yeah, totally. I got a great times. deluxe edition with an actual pickup destiny and some tarot cards. That's, <laughs> yeah. 
That's beautiful. Check that out on the Twitter. We got a twit pick going for that right now. Yeah, a little bit of twit pick vibe. You can uh, check us out at the second view at twitter.com. Yeah. Please also subscribe if you want on YouTube because we're shameless like that. A little shameless plug for you. Anyways, that's a great mid- TV show, by the way. Midcast shameless. shameless plug for you right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, let's talk about Kyle Gass because we haven't, we've talked a lot about Jack Black, but. Right, uh, right. As far as Kyle Gass, I, do you remember any other uh, appearances he's had in movies recently? Recently, no. Like I said, yeah, he, well, Tejas D actually, uh, well, the first time they were kind of in the public eye was actually for a few fighters video, Learning to Fly. Oh, and really? They're, they're the kind of, they're the, what do you call them? Stewardess, I guess, or stewardettes. I don't know. The, they are on the airplane kind of like serving food and stuff and drinks at the back. Causing a ruckus. Causing a ruckus. And, uh, yeah. No, I, I mean, they're not necessarily like, I don't have Tasha D's t-shirts on or anything, but they're definitely in the role, you know? I, I don't know if you remember this, Kyle, but I remember us maybe talking about how Jack Black and Kyle Gass got into a fight at some point, and that Kyle was upset over... Um, Jack being more popular than him or being the main guy in the band or something like that. Do you remember this at all? I, I do. I think that was actually, I think they might have like made that as like a fake thing because oh, really? they, they eventually made a video for like their second, third album, Rise of the Phoenix. Right. Where they kind of elaborated on that. And I think that was just like a, like a, like a, like they're oh, punking us kind of thing. It was just a little bit it of was, a skit. It was a goof and a gaff. A little goof and a gaff. Well, I think Kyle, yeah, like you said, he's been in. Um, he was in Elf in 2003, Kung Fu Panda he's also in, oh. fun fact. Is he in Shark Tales? Um, he's not in Shark Tales, but he is in um, Sex Drive. Oh, yeah, okay, I remember yeah. that now. Yeah, Caligas kind of shows up, like, randomly. Like, I think in the, I feel like a lot of comedians kind of just get thrown around to different projects. If you're hanging out with your, yeah. I feel like you're hanging out with your producer friends, hanging out with your actor friends, you kind of say, hey, want to do a bit part really quick? I feel like that happens quite a bit. Yeah. Especially Jack Black, early early in his career, he's in like randomly a lot of things. Yeah, and that's sort of the definition of these guys' careers. They've 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 hopped around, but they I think they kind of always stay true to doing things that they want to do. Right. With the band being one of them, like Tenacious D, is probably their biggest f- fame. You know, well maybe not Jack Black, but it's I would say Kyle t- Gass t- together. Yeah, together, that's probably their. Well, I think it's kind of cool that Jack Black kind of has his identity. Um, as himself, but then definitely as a separate entity with Tenacious D. Right. You know, like Jack Black is a notable actor, obviously even yeah. performer or whatever on his own, but with Kyle Gass, he's another persona almost. But I do think it's very much of himself or of his, of his own like mentality. Yeah. It, it, it's, it at least comes across that way, which is always a good thing. We kind of cover this a little bit, but we mentioned this was originally a TV series, uh, an HBO TV series. So how do you think about like having a TV series come to the big screen and do like a full of, you know, a full-blown production. Um, I'm trying to think of some other examples, but like as, oh. as far as Tenacious D is concerned, I love it. Well, I HBO awesome. is kind of known for it. Yeah. For better or for worse, you got your guys' Sex and the City movie. Yeah. Got your Entourage movie. Yeah. I mean, but <laughs> I haven't seen the Entourage one, but unfortunately Sex I have seen Sex and the City, <laughs> and it's, it's not that great. A little subpar. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, there's nothing wrong with doing it. It just has to be done properly. Yeah, and I think, I don't know, I guess I wouldn't necessarily call this movie like an like a, a cinematic masterpiece, but at the same time, it definitely stays true to the spirit of the TV show. It has a higher yeah. production budget. You know, it looks great. It's, you know, it's the TV show, but more, right? Yeah, Which exactly. I think is, it's of the same quality, of the same, you know, brand. I think it's, overall, it's, really, it's yeah, a good experience. Yeah, and the music is, is, the music and the movie fit so well together. Yeah, like, there was a lot of work put key, into yeah. melding those, and, and I think it was done super well. Like we said before, definitely the strongest, strong, stronger point of this film um, but you're right. As far as uh, cinema is concerned, it's not, you know, it's not a revenant. But yeah, it's 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 notable. It's hilarious. It's a it's a great comedy. 
I think that might be a good time to stop for a little break here, Kyle. When we get back, we'll finish up talking about Tenacious D. Yeah, and, sounds good. Uh, maybe a few other things. Yeah, catch you after the breaker. And we're back. Alrighty. So we're going to keep talking about Tenacious D for a little bit, I guess. We've got a few things we wanted to bring up that we didn't quite cover yet. Yeah, uh, I think something that's really important to bring up is the, the, the difference in power from the beginning of the movie to the, the second half of the movie, like where Kyle is basically the hot shit he's the leader he's you know he's the guy in charge he's training jack black to be on his level of rock to be on the cow gas project. project and then throughout like after their fight and after a couple of things happen the balance of power completely changes it equals out for a second then it becomes very clear that jack black is is the leader right and i think it's we have a hilarious scene where we kind of see the power switch where Jack Black pulls uh, Kyle Gass's fake hair off his head and he's revealed to be bald. Yeah. And they do a quick flashback to him as a child where he's been bald his, his entire life. Yeah. This <laughs> is amazing, actually. Um, yeah, I think it's funny. I mean, you got you got Kyle Kyle Gass, who's, you know, he's a little bit more reserved. He comes off as, like, this, like, cool player, like, oh, yeah, come on. This place is tapped. Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, you know, Jack Black, who kind of, like, going into this film, I feel like anyone who knows Jack Black kind of, like, assumes for him to be a little bit, like... Or to have a lot of self-confidence and be really, like, you know, yeah. sure, sure of himself. But in this movie, at the beginning, he's really, like... You he's know, like, starstruck by Kyle. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, he's just, trying to live up to him, pretty much. Yeah. All he wants to do is impress him. And then once he realizes that Kyle's a fraud, he the power switches. And by the end of the movie, he's giving up Kyle to Satan. So... Yeah. That's pretty much, that's pretty much how it works. <laughs> yeah, that's a hilarious part. We should talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so like we were mentioning earlier with, like, the rock off in terms of, like, getting the devil to not send them to hell or for the devil to pay the rent <laughs> they yeah. essentially wager off kyle gas to go to hell yeah jack black <laughs> to says be a little minch so, so the devil's asking what what if he wins like what does he get if he wins right then uh he can take cage back to hell to be his little bitch i love it um <laughs> i don't know i think i think all things like that are pretty funny like there's some really outrageous characters. One thing that we haven't gone over yet is a Sasquatch scene, which is a really weird yeah. scene. It's kind of like the Clockwork, clockwork Orange scene. It just doesn't really fit that well. Well, it also, like, it, it gets <laughs> just animated. It doesn't make, make sense. Yeah, there's some animation going it, it on. It reminds me of that scene in Anchorman where they go on, like, a rainbow on, like, a, on a unicorn yeah. out of nowhere. <laughs> Things, like, become, like, completely animated. So you have, in this film, though, we have Jack Black eating a bunch of mush, mushrooms in a forest, and then yeah, he, like, this, he trips hard. Well, this is right after him and Kyle split up at the cafe, at the diner. Which, by the way, fun fact, the name of the diner is Halfway House Cafe. Ah, Which naturally. is kind of funny. Um, anyways, yeah, so they split up, and I think, <laughs> I think the Sasquatch scene is kind of odd. <laughs> like, looking back at it, it's pretty weird. I yeah. think maybe even, like, us being younger... And it being kind of like really silly, we thought it was funnier maybe. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah, now like it's a little, a little bit weird, but little bit it's weird. still pretty hilarious. But we do have a pretty funny story actually about the Sasquatch song. <laughs> okay. Um, so like, we, like, like we've said like 30 times already in this cast, we loved this movie growing up, especially mm-hmm. for solid like two years, I'd say. For sure, for sure. Yeah, we were, always have. But absolutely. there was a good solid two-year chunk where this movie, this movie and the soundtrack was like all we listened to. We thought it was amazing. So... um. We had to do a music project in which, you know, you pick a song and then you have to do like a dance to the song. Yeah, we had to do a choreo, you know, some choreography. choreography. Thank you. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was us and our best bud, Isaac. We were going to, you know, we decided, okay, we got to do Tenacious D. They're our favorite band. So let's do a song from the movie. 
And we originally wanted to do Storm the Gates, I do believe. Yeah, but according to our teacher, there was too many swears in it. Which There's only one, but to be fair, it is motherfucker. I mean, yeah. they say fuck <laughs> in this movie about 106 times. Yeah, that's a count. I think... Yeah, I mean, looking back at it, I get it. But we were like, oh, man, that fucking sucks. We just wanted to do Storm the Gates. We had this entire, like, Great Lake, like, chase yeah. scene planned out for this, like, this dad's move or whatever. So it broke our hearts a little bit that we had to do Sasquatch. Yeah, I mean, Sasquatch was the only like, song. Yeah, it's not like it's a bad song, but it's our least favorite song. Yeah, I would agree. It's it's It fits, but then again, it's, like, in the theme of this movie. Like, it really fits the scene and where the film's from. Yeah. Like, it really makes out sense. Out of context, and, it out of context it doesn't work that's probably why it's the weakest song because out of right. context it doesn't make any sense but in context it's it's, it's funny it's pretty yeah. funny still um, strange also but pretty funny yeah speaking of cameos we didn't bring this one up and you really can't tell that it's him no. but the sasquatch is john c Riley. yeah so john from C. like Riley. step brothers uh walk hard uh, boogie nights tons of stuff yeah um yeah, it's interesting. I think it's, yeah, I don't know. I think it's cool that these dudes were able to, like, just get, kind of get together, get a bunch of their friends, a bunch of people they looked up to, and, like, just kind of make a crazy movie together. Yeah. And that's a good example of that. Like, he's, a, he's an amazing Sasquatch. It's a good time. Yes. There's a lot of Sasquatch mentionings, too. They, like, really want to watch In Search of Sasquatch yeah, on TV. That's true. <laughs> like, There's some Sasquatch undertones through the movie, pretty much. There is kind of this weird sense of, like, um, mythos, and, like, it's always, like, you gotta pay the, you gotta get the legend right so you can pay the rent. Or you want to like, yeah, you want to like take a tiger, tiger's tooth, and like, it's yeah. always every lyric they talk about is always like something mythical or like based on some sort of like. It's kind of th- like fantasy, my, kind of like my thoughts is they're just kind of they were geeks and nerds, and then they <laughs> yeah. and they got really into rock and roll and grew up, and that, that, yeah, that, that's a little bit of D and D, a little bit of rock and roll. Yeah. But... <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Um, what else we want to talk want to talk about uh, in in this movie, Kyle? Uh, we think we've pretty much covered a lot of it. Yeah, I think you know there's not a lot of you know thematic structure to break down like some of other movies we've talked about on the cast. But I think that's what kind of is important about this movie. I think it's good to kind of just like, take it easy sometimes, talk yeah. about movies you loved growing up. That's what the second movie is all about. We're yeah. trying to take, check out movies that we loved growing up or we've loved in the past revisit them and see how we feel and i think talking about this one has brought back a lot of good memories when we first watched this the other day for like you know get ready for the cast watch it together and we had a few beers and we were like man this brings back so many memories yeah. <laughs> like such flashbacks such nostalgia for sure which is strange because you know we're fairly young dudes it's kind of weird to already have nostalgia based on something that feels so fresh you know <laughs> like yeah but i mean and then we looked at the numbers and the film is 10 years old like we it was 10 years ago yeah yeah like it's a solid chunk of time Definitely. It feels like literally just yesterday I was in that theater watching that for the first time mm-hmm. and coming, I think I remember, I remember like ran to school the next day and I was like, Dan, you gotta see this movie. This movie yeah. is hilarious as could be. And yeah, that was kind of history for it, but I don't know. I think it's cool. You don't really get a lot of these passion projects anymore in Hollywood. Like they happen every mm-hmm. now and then, but I don't think studios really take chances on people like this anymore. Yeah. Sadly, it shows like this movie was a flop, right? Yeah. It's all about the numbers when it comes to that. Yeah, if we're looking at the numbers and, and on paper, this movie definitely didn't do that well. Yeah, I mean, However, Jack and Jill cost $80 million to make. Let's just keep that in mind. Jack and Jill cost $80 million and made $40 million or something like that, right? No, I mean, like, way more than $40 million. It's like, really? it was super successful. People love Jack and Jill. No, I mean, like, off the top, like, off 80 they made. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it grossed 120 or something. They ended up making people, 40 People, like, I don't understand, man. How can you get into Jack and Jill? I've seen that movie. <laughs> I have no idea, but people trust Adam Sandler a little bit, like, a little bit too much. I would, I would movie, trust Jack Black before I would trust Adam Sandler. Same here, hundred percent. And even Jack Black's shtick kind of gets old sometimes. Like *Gulliver's Travel*. Yeah, <laughs> it's 
It's not really the greatest film. So, I mean, it's, let's talk about when this... In 2006, when this movie was released, it was what? In, in September? I think November, I'm pretty sure. In November. Yeah. No, I'm just confused why it didn't get more attention. You know, it felt at the time, to us, it was a big deal. Agreed. 100%. I know, that's weird. I feel like it had a cult falling out of the gate almost. Yeah. It and almost I, was like doomed to fail in a way. I think it was almost too niche yeah. in a way. I almost think that if they were to re-release it now, it would be huge. Yeah. I mean, they might do a 10-year release because it's not quite November. You never know. We're not too sure about that. Yeah. Maybe we're predicting the future right now. Who knows? <laughs> but um, I would agree. I, it's true. I mean, it's funny to think that this movie wasn't received very well because like, it was... It was so important to us. Yeah, we loved it. It's hilarious. It's, I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily the type of rock and roll that everyone gets into, but it's not like some really headbanger shit that's going to turn away the soccer moms and stuff like no, that. No, not either. at all. It's kind of that classic rock kind of classic, yeah, like hair metal, it's, I guess you could say almost. Yeah, kind of exactly. Like certain sort of genre of music that is, I think, pretty accessible and pretty. And I think they kind of spoof that in their music too. Yeah, they definitely like. Yeah, they definitely spoof it to a certain extent or maybe a level of parody, which I think is funny because their music is comedy, right? Like, it's not... They don't take mm. it seriously at all. Yeah. And I don't know. It's it's always fun to see people who know about this movie, I guess. Because yeah. I think like, we were so obsessed with it. Everyone in our school was sick of it because we would just talk about it all the time. And yeah. nobody wanted to watch it with us. Exactly. <laughs> at that point. So it's like... Actually, like, Drew mentioned this film this week. So we were... Or a couple weeks back. We are like, oh, we got to do Tenacious Z. Of course. Yeah. That, that's a no-brainer, right? We were instantly excited about it. You bring it. it up, we're like, oh, of course. Tanakh, like, that's our jam. Mm-hmm. Like, for sure. I think... There's even a pretty funny story, actually, that I know I'm going to just swipe for Drew here. Uh, we... Me and Drew worked at a summer camp together for a couple of years. And oftentimes, you know, kids would want to... Kids would want to go to bed or they'd be loud. They'd be causing a ruckus, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's one night... Uh, Drew is a fantastic musician, Shakabra. Shakabra. Uh, so he, you know, he'd often, you know, play some, play some guitar or whatever, sing a song for kids to go to sleep. One night he decides to play, uh, was it Master Exploder? A Bilzy Bub. He decides to do Bilzy Bub, uh, and essentially half of the, like, the staff, the counselor staff is singing Bilzy Bub to, like, 10-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> Which, to be fair, is about our age when we went and saw the movie. We were a couple years older, this but that's is, it. That's true, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But we, we did it. We did it on our own will. You know, yeah. <laughs> we did that personally, and I think it was funny. We were telling the story to some people. I like that was at the time it was hilarious, but looking back, very inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Probably should not have been doing that, but it was kind of whatever. Um, yeah, and that's how we kind of decided. We're like, wow, like how could we not do Tenacious D? Like, Tenacious is a huge part of our lives, and I think I don't know. This is when. I don't know. This is around the time we started going to films a lot, right? Like growing up, like yeah, this up, is, this or at is, least on our own for sure, right? Mm-hmm. This was probably some of the beginning of it. I mean, like seventh grade. I yeah. would say seventh grade. We started going to movies a lot. Super yeah, bad became, wasn't far off. Yeah, that was our favorite thing to do, pretty much at that point. Well, we'd go see three movies in a weekend. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, and then that's that kind of thing to do. I think it's important. You know, this is our podcast talking about movies. We want to bring up the movies that kind of influenced us, right? Yeah. Whether you know they might not be like a Shawshank Redemption or. You know, a pop yeah. fiction, but you know they're they're still good movies. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's something there's something to be said about any film, and I think there's something to be said about Tenacious D. Yeah, yeah. I agree. You know, the cinematography obviously isn't everything, but that's not necessarily what we're here to discuss. When, no. when it when, when it fits, we are. But and I think I think it's good to do a movie that you know you're gonna have a good time talking to because, like I said, if you ever meet someone who likes this movie, automatically I'm always like, oh, why well, you like Tenacious D? I love Tenacious D. Like, what's your favorite yeah. song? Like. What parts your favorite, you know, or how'd you get into them? And yeah. I think it's always pretty funny to think that we were pretty young getting into this movie, and maybe 
the demographic it was reaching for was probably people who were fans of the show. I yeah. guess the, the TV show, most or, likely. Yeah, more, more than likely, or Jack older Black fans. people. Yeah, yeah, Jack like, Black like fans. A, like, but probably between the ages of eighteen and I don't know forty. Yeah, I guess most stoner comedies, right? You yeah, could say, for exactly. sure. Exactly. That demographic is definitely what they're looking for. And this movie hits that, too. I mean, there's some pretty funny parts at the end where they eventually they get the horn of the devil after the rock-off that they win. And yeah. they, they turn into the B.O.D., the Bong of Destiny. Yeah, that's right. So they, they still have some devil memorabilia. Because that's how they win the rock-off is by uh, deeming the, like, sending the demon, sending Beelzebub back to hell, basically. Yeah. From yeah. once you came, you shall remain until you are complete to gain. There and they go. keep his horn this time around. I think how what happens is the devil <laughs> says, taste my lightning bitches or something like Fuck that. Us. Yeah. And so he shoots a beam of lightning at Kyle gas and JB jumps in front with his guitar and deflects it and ends up hitting the devil's horn. They grab the horn. They send him back to, uh, back to hell. And it's nice. I mean, it's the guitar that Kyle gas bought for Jack black. It's the whole reason Their that friendship, they need the friendship to... con- conquered. Yeah. It's a buddy comedy. Like, I don't know, I guess we can relate to that too, to a certain extent, you know, I said, or Buddy Isaac, we'd go check out this film, like multiple yeah. viewings in theater, you know, it's funny, that cor- that camaraderie definitely is, is appealing. Yeah, what's kind of hilarious and ironic about it is, the guitar that he redirects the lightning bolt with, is the reason they can't afford to pay the rent. <laughs> that is very true. So, <laughs> yeah. I always wondered, like, how did the devil pay the rent though? Like, they must have. I don't know. I was like, how you go about doing that? E-transfer, man. Alright. D-transfer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I think this ending of the film kind of, you know, puts Tangent in a pretty good light. It shows them what they really are. They're about the music. They're about the rock off. And that's where the movie ends, pretty much. They try to use the, the B.O.D. to write a new tasty tune. And the credits leave with the Pick a Destiny song, which I think might have been the first song I actually heard before I bought the soundtrack, now that I think about it. The, the, the Tenacious... Like the, the song, Pick the Pick a Destiny. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember being a single on iTunes, picking it up, 99 cents back in the day. Right. For sure, that was definitely what happened, and that's, that was a pretty popular song in like our yeah. <laughs> scope. <laughs> like, I think it's kind of funny that even, you know, we were just listening to some of the Rise of the Phoenix, their record afterwards, where they mentioned the fact that the Pick of Destiny was a bomb. Yeah, <laughs> and like critics hated it, and they thought the D wouldn't thrive, but you know, they they overcame that. Like the Rise of the Phoenix is a fairly fairly success successful record, and I think yeah, and they I still think have it's it in them. Good, like yeah, they definitely have it in them. I mean, comparing old music to the new. They're definitely onto something, something new, something different, something good. I mean, they're—I'm pretty sure they're on tour right now. Um, yeah, they Rise play of the a lot Phoenix of Phoenix. Just came out not too long ago, right? Like it's—it's it's been a few years. It's been like three years. I'm oh, is sure. it really? It's been a little bit. <laughs> oh, <wow. I>, I <laughs> they haven't maybe they haven't been like that relevant in terms of releasing music lately, but they're definitely touring a lot. I know they play a lot of festivals. They actually came fairly close to us this summer. Yeah, in um, in 2016, they're uh, like this year. They're do, they're doing a couple festivals, couple shows. Yeah, so they're still together. They're still a pretty funny, like, comedy duo. And you don't get a lot of comedy music anymore. You get a lot of stand-up comedy and that kind of, like... In terms of uh, chart position on Billboard and stuff like that, it's often, like, comedians, yeah, like, releasing, you know, their stand-up and whatnot. But, like, it's kind of nice to know that there's still, like, a comedian rock band out there. Or, like, comedian right. or comedy music, I guess. That doesn't happen a hell of a lot, honestly. And, the, you know, this is kind of one of the, one of the reasons this uh, sticks out and says... But they they really do care about what they're doing. They like what they're doing. They're they're not doing it for 
you know, for the money, they're doing it because they love it. No, and I, I think it's fun. It's kind of funny knowing that these guys are writing songs, like, basically like fart joke songs, like silly yeah. songs, but yet they're actually really talented musicians. Like, the songs, yeah. are, the songs are made fairly well. Like, they definitely know how to play it, a, a guitar. They know how to play an instrument very well. Yeah, exactly. And it shows in the movie, too, right? Like, they're the kind of guys who are fans of very talented musicians, very, like, technical musicians. Right. And I think any, I think a lot, I get that a lot in the, in the metal world, honestly, like people that I know who like, like, like heavier music or metal music, I feel like they're some of the best musicians, honestly, because right. the music they learn from is very technical and pretty hard to learn rather than just, you know, four chord progression kind of stuff. Right. It's, re- it's really about being super skillful and yeah, you're right. Obviously <laughs> they're both super talented musicians. You know, it's a hilarious scene. Actually, I just remembered this is switching up the topic a little bit, but in the movie when uh, Kyle and JB get separated and then Kyle ends up going to that frat party yeah. and they give him a guitar to play and <laughs> yes. he introduces it as, um, you know, this is a, a song I wrote with my partner, my ex-partner now. And he just sings the backup vocals yeah. and plays the guitar. It's so funny. The history of Tenacious D. Yeah. Yeah. And they immediately turn him off, basically. Yeah. He gets like five seconds in and they yeah. turn it off. I don't know. I think it's funny, too. Like, you see you see those these guys are pretty old, too. They're in, like, their 30s, right? And they're, like, it's interesting to see them try to, like, that's when they're trying to make a big music. Yeah. And I think maybe they're trying to kind of make fun of maybe the, like, you know... Even into a dead dream kind of thing. But at the same time, right. it's like, leave him what you want, you know, go out yeah. there. You know, don't give up, right? That's mm-hmm. fun. I think that's a good... That's a, as much as this movie doesn't really have much to say, I think at least there are some, like, good, like, undertones or trying to get by, you know, be yourself, <laughs> right? Like, what believe about? what you want to believe in and, you know, don't let anyone else really, like, tear you down for that. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I'm reading in a little too much Tenacious D potentially. Maybe a little bit. But, <laughs> but like, I'm just giving it the benefit of the yeah. doubt. I'm just giving it the benefit of the doubt. Um, you know what I want to talk about a little bit? In the beginning, we met that little kid uh, that was singing Kickapoo, right? Right, yeah. And young just, JB. Yeah, like young JB. And, you know, this is where uh, uh, Dio is, is, is in that scene as well. Yeah. But think about the time gap from the time that he hops out of that window right. and he ends up in LA what's the time gap look like it's gotta be because at least was, 25 years yeah. <laughs> honestly that, that's 20, a big time yeah. gap like Jack Black is like, I guess like this, what, still this was like, the monster mash guitar this is 2006 like I'm thinking back like Jack Black's peak career like in terms of like a leading role was like maybe like 2003 when he started getting a lot of high profile roles so it's kind of cool to see him Still thriving at that? Like, he, yeah. he's in a hilarious movie called Bernie, which I highly recommend anyone to check out. Great film. Still killing him with Kung Fu Panda, and I think he's getting older up there. Actually, we just watched Nacho Libre not too long ago, also, yeah. which that's is a, hilarious that's a hilarious movie. movie Underrated, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I would go as far to say that. And I think, I think we probably, since this film, have had an appreciation for Jack Black's comedy to oh, a degree. 100%. Like I say, he doesn't always. He doesn't, he always, doesn't always hit the nail yeah. on the head, no, but like. When he does, it's fantastic. I'm just glad he's not Adam Sandler doing the same joke for the last 20 years. Well, I kind of have this theory that a lot of comedians end up becoming a parody of themselves eventually. Because they have, they have a shtick or they have a certain style. They get comfy with it. Exactly. They get comfy with it. Even like, you know, there's a lot of comedians out there that are kind of in that same genre of like kind of like outrageous like mannerisms and things like that. Like right. your Jim Carrey's and stuff like that. I love Jim Carrey, don't get me wrong, like, for the most part, but, you know, there's definitely times where it's like, okay, this is just Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey again for the 20th time. Right. But I think... Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think Jack Black, though, is is cool in the way that he can actually kind of do a serious tone every now and then. Yeah. Or even a film like High Fidelity, he plays, like, a, you know, a pretty, like, average dude. He's not too extravagant. But like we were talking about in this film, he's 
what we consider maybe regular Jack Black, he's that to an extreme. Right. He's like the exactly. epitome of like outrageous Jack Black. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. I, I wow I, I love this movie man I absolutely love this oh, movie oh me too I think right it was a treat with, yeah it was a treat to come back to this one I think we literally sat down with like put the DVD in grabbed the like the CD box set looked at all the tarot cards had to pick a destiny out like I felt we like really I was back it, yeah we really made a night out of it and it was it was it was awesome we definitely did and like we almost watched we almost watched it again right in a row yeah we were like ah, I should probably hold off we should go yeah. <laughs> and I think it's interesting that like there's not a lot to maybe break down about this movie yeah, you're right. I mean, the movie is based on some some goofs and gaffs and, and, and a pretty amazing soundtrack. And I, to me... It's a lighthearted musical is really what it is. To me, I think the movie is a good... It's a good, like... It's a good watch. You're going to want to at least watch it once. But if there's one thing you want to take away from this movie, it's actually the soundtrack. Yeah, 100%. Like, if you're going to... Like, I mean, we're all about the second viewing over here, obviously. Yeah. The, 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 the repeatability of the soundtrack is... Is, is what's more important, yeah, I'd exactly. say. Because they're catchy tunes. And they just re- they put that visual element of the film in your head rather than having to just, yeah. you know, rely... Because I think a lot of musicals, they rely on the stage presence and maybe, like, the you know, the dialogue, the narrative being told by the choreography or what's going on. Mm-hmm. But, like, the dialogue from these songs are literally the dialogue from the film, what's yeah. prolonging the story... You get so you get the entire narrative, really. And you know what? I don't know if it's the same way for you, but when I finish a movie that I'm really begging for more of, I end up going and picking up the soundtrack. Even if it didn't strike me as amazing in the film, I'll go pick it up just because I want more content. And really? so that's kind of, yeah. And that's that kind depends of the for me. That definitely depends for me because there's some great movies that have some shitty soundtracks. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I see what you're getting you at, though. Like, your way to lo- at least look at it. Right? No, I, I you're mean, searching for yeah. the extra content. It's kind of like if you like a band a lot, you want to pick up their shirt. It's, you, you want more yeah, of that. I totally exactly. get that. I understand where you're going from. But I think a lot of times maybe studios kind of get a weird disconnect between film and music. <laughs> Some yeah. soundtracks are weird. Or at least the score, like the actual, like the OST can be really cool. Like um, Birdman has a great original soundtrack. Yeah. That's a good vibe. Um, um, but yeah, that, that's basically what I'm saying. I was just looking for more content yeah. and the fact that you could take the movie and play it in your car on the way to work. And, and there's like a few the really songs, good songs the on the soundtrack that aren't in the film, like the metal. Yeah, the metal. And the government totally sucks. There's a deleted right. scene for that one, which is actually really funny. They go to a, a gun shop, or like a, they try to get like a firearms kind of thing, and that's when they start saying the government is, totally sucks. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm almost curious why they left that out. Maybe it's because it was kind of another, it was kind of another filler scene, I guess maybe. Right. And the more I look at this film, I do, I am starting to look at it as more of a, you know. Large, larger skits like longer episodes of the of the show right like maybe like half an hour episodes put together like three of them put together kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah that, yeah it kind of is structured works, that though. way but it, it works really well yeah it totally does and it, it can yeah, show in the in the directorial choices too for sure I mean they are the same directors of the television series and the film mm-hmm. and how many songs do we end up getting in the movie like we get nine of them is that right yeah I think it's about nine there's yeah. quite a few honestly for yeah. an hour and a half this movie flies by now literally we, we just watch this again and yeah I felt like it was over in no time <laughs> yeah exactly it's just because we love it like we, we're literally begging for more content yeah these and I think if it. you are a Tenacious D fan or even a fan of maybe I don't know I guess comedy I guess like if, I thought that's kind of oh, a blank statement maybe that genre of comedy you know yeah like, I think early early mid 2000s comedy this one kind of really nails it and maybe I would consider it a hidden gem in a lot of ways mm-hmm. it has a lot of like funny cult comedy like lines that I think could come back like 
Jeez Louise Papa Cheese. I've been saying that for 10 years. I forgot where it was from. It's from this film. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, well, I think this is a good point to end it, Kyle. Um, as always, guys, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Subscribe to us on YouTube, please. We really appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. Yeah, have a good week. Talk to you later.